subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, you guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Chuck, welcome in, man. 43 days out from Razorback football. Well, how's your stay going, Ty? It's been great. It's been fantastic. Of course, I know you're you're very, very curious to how Wednesday night went with karaoke. went flawlessly, as you can expect. <laughs> well, I don't know that um, curious is exactly the word, <laughs> but, um, you know, how'd it go? It, it was, I thought it was great. You want to hear it? No, well, I mean, you know, yeah, okay. Uh, all right, let's... Uh, I was going to say, if that's your best foot forward right there, man, you did not represent very Mm-mm. well. I think that was John I hope Neighbors. there's something better than that. I think that was Bruno John. Mars, wasn't it? Was that Bruno Mars singing? Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was John. Uh, it was John Neighbors, yeah. yeah. I think uh, yeah, I pulled the wrong one, but uh, Ty, you could have took credit for it. Yeah, well, it was John Well, Denver. it sounds like you boys had a good time. Let's it just was put a, it that way. It was a great time. And, Tommy, we were productive, I'd say. We had fun, and we managed to get some work done at the same time. You got work done, and I had fun. Yeah. So I think it worked yeah. out. It, it, it was out great for you, yeah. It was equitable yeah, for I us. I did all uh, the work, and you did all the singing. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, It was equitable for us uh, for us all. But, you know, you know something you, you mentioned being Greg Sankey jokingly being nervous around us yesterday. Sam Pittman, Tommy told us that he was a little nervous before the big meeting, but he didn't really, he didn't really seem it when he got no, up there. I, I think and started talking. I think that's just his way of, uh, you know, that's just part of his homespun personality. You know, that's just part of the way he plays things off. I, I thought there were moments early where he was going through his notes, and he knows that's a big moment. It's probably the biggest media event next to doing the the coaches show with Chuck Barrett. It's the it's the next biggest media event he does all year. So I mean. He knows there was a lot of eyes on him, and they're they're used to that. But I don't know that you ever get comfortable with that, Chuck. Well, I think that this is one of these things that we'll talk about this week and part of next, and then we'll move on from it. And practice will start in August, and what's happened this week will become a distant memory. And you know, it's important to go down there and put your best foot forward, but. Um, from a football perspective, and really from an employment perspective, none of these guys are going to be fired based on what happens at media day. Uh, and none of them are going to get new well, contracts based on what happened at media day. So yeah. it's important to put your best foot forward, but by the same token, it's um, you know there are a lot of important things that are going to be coming up. Coach gets fired off media day. It's a hell of a sound bite we got. That's all I can say. They, they provided us some real entertainment if they get fired off of that. Well, Billy Napier didn't provide a lick of entertainment. He wasn't going to get fired from his performance. But, Tommy, I thought you were going to fall asleep when you were uh, listening to him earlier this week. Yeah, and Arkansas plays Florida in first weekend in November, uh, coming off Arkansas's bye. So that's a big game, big opportunity, because you've never won at Florida, Chuck. No, and you need to. Sure would be nice. I mean, uh, that's a big game, and it'll be at a time of the year when you're probably going to need wins. You know, everybody's going to be in that stretch drive when you get to November. Um, One other observation about Media Day. I hope we don't get to the point where the media, and I use that term very collectively, I hope we don't get to the point where the media feels entitled to be entertained. That if they're not entertained, it's not a good event. And that's not what this is supposed to be about. This is not, you know, hey, we're here, entertain me. So, you know, it's hard to say anything of substance in the middle of July about your football team. And I understand what media days for all conferences have become. They're like political rallies. They basically are. You want to, you know, give some red meat to the base, and they want you to be entertaining. 
And uh, I just hope we don't get to the point where we treat this like if they are not as entertaining as we want them to be, they're a dud. Because, again, when we get to the end of November and the coaching carousel spinning at that point, we're not going to be talking about media days. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're just not. Um, But unfortunately for some of these guys, and Napier may be one of them, the narrative, when you're not entertaining, when you don't come to town and entertain people, the narrative becomes that, well, you may not really be into it. And then if you have a year where you go, say, eight and four, which at Florida is just good enough to get you fired, um, you know, if people love you and they think you're glib and you're good for a soundbite, well, you might survive. But if you're eight and four and you didn't entertain the masses, suddenly you're not into it enough and you're done. So I hope we don't get to the point where our barometer for these guys is how good they are in front of a microphone. Yeah, the coaches, not entertainers. Yeah, well, Sam Pittman did entertain a little bit. He was asked about uh, the type of beer he drank, and one guy got up, brought up hams. You guys ever had a hams beer? <laughs> no, yes, and I have. I yes, have I not, have. and I'm hoping I never have to. It's about I have. It's 60, an old beer. Yeah, sixteen seventy bucks for a thirty pack, Tommy. Uh, it's not exactly the the creme de la creme, and uh, Coach Pittman kind of called him out for it. You seem like you got a good job, man. Kind of step it up a little bit. Exactly. <laughs> step <laughs> up exactly. the beer selection. <laughs> well, not just step up your beer selection. I mean, step up your game. I mean, you know, your media outlet has paid money for you to stay in Nashville. You've gotten to go out and party with your buddies and have a big week on somebody else's tab. Is that the best you got? <laughs> Asking him a question about Ham's beer? I mean, really, is that what you went to college for? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that guy didn't I'm, go to college. I mean, some Come of on, these, Chuck. He didn't go to some college. Some of these questions, it, it's, it's like you traveled 500 miles to oh. ask that? Hey. I mean, give me a break. The worst question I heard all week was Billy Napier got asked about his thoughts on the Sunbelt Conference and their oh, expansion. Yeah. With Southern Miss coming into the league. But, We're and, at SEC and, Media Days. And here's what happens. <laughs> if he doesn't ask if if he doesn't answer that guy's question like it's the most thought provoking question he's been <laughs> asked all week long, that guy acts like he's been snubbed. Yeah. Because, oh, that's a fair question. That's a good question. Well, it may be fair, but it's a stupid question. Yeah, if you're in Hattiesburg. And yeah. um, uh, well, there's nothing unfair about asking him about the Sun Belt. No, there's not. But it, it makes you look like an idiot. Yeah. And <laughs> that's the only thing. I, I mean, I hate to sound like an old grouchy dad, but, but that's the only thing I don't like about this is some of these guys ask the most moronic questions that you've ever heard in your life, and they have absolutely nothing to do with anything. Well, we've heard a question about beer. Tommy just referenced the Sunbelt question. I raise you this question that Lane Kiffin was just perplexed by. Rob Brown, Sideline Sports in Memphis. You're the son of a coach, and I remember your dad when he coached, and he's a big influence on you. When I was in school at Auburn, at the end of the year, all my friends used to go in with Coach Dye, and they kind of show you where you fit in on the depth chart. Sometimes you didn't fit in, they'd say move on. Do you still get to have those conversations with people? Because I worked with a kid for 12 years in Memphis. His, his dad coached at Alabama. He was basically a human concussion dummy, he told me. And he got the hell beat at him, but he made it five years through that system. Graduated, got that letter on the wall. And he can go in anybody's office in the state of Alabama, and they say, you went through all that and just got to hug your parents on senior day. You loved it that much. Do you have those conversations with people and remind them what it means to stick it out and not quit, come back to Oxford one day and what that could do for him? Wow, that was a long one. How much coffee? That's not coffee, that's Red Bull. It's about 50 second question. Whoa. Ask the question. Ask your question. Mm. Don't make it about you. Ask your question. Well, he uh, he got his money's worth. He's got his airtime worth, but uh, Kiffin... He I couldn't mean, land the plane. Yeah. Oh, and we wonder why these guys look bored. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, we wonder why they look bored sometimes uh, at media days. Yeah, he was... What about uh, Kiffin's getup, though? What about that? I mean, he looked like Cato Kalen. <laughs> uh, 
Tommy, help me with that. I'm sorry. You have to I go back to the OJ. Yeah, you can go back to OJ. I'm sorry. I was dating I, everyone. I, I, no, bad. I mean, I mean, I knew who you were talking about, but uh, I who just is that, to, Tommy? I just want to leave. Cato Kalen was the the guy that lived in the the guest house, right, Chuck? Uh, yeah. Behind OJ. And he was a uh, he was. Uh, would you call him a key witness in the uh, in the OJ? Key witness. Key witness. He was a key witness. He was the one that heard the thump of the. the, the I forget the detective's name that was accused of planting the evidence, but uh, Mark that was Furman. The, Mark Furman. Thank you. You know that. Was, so that's who Cato Kalen was. Uh-huh. He looked like a he looked like a uh, a primitive. Ty Richardson with that haircut. I mean, uh, back in the trial days. But anyway, we're going back thirty years. So okay. I, uh, I I apologize for not. I, I watched the uh, the OJ. I don't know if it's a doc. It's not a documentary, but the the series with Cuba Goody Jr. on FX. But <laughs> I probably need to actually watch yeah. watch the actual trial itself and. Yeah. Get more of the relevant. Sorry for not jumping in there immediately. I just want to see what Ty knew on that stuff. Well, you guys are both looking at me. First off, it's Friday. Well, I didn't want to steal your thunder, Ty. Uh, yeah. First off, it's Friday. Second off, again, that uh, it's a little before my time. Yeah. What else, Chuck? What else yeah, stood out? Uh, nothing in the world existed before your time. No, I just, again, y'all, what's this? All right. I'm going to die, Ty, real quick. Y'all expect me to know stuff from like 10, 20 years before I was born. Like some stuff I do, some, yeah. I know more sports, but like, Pop culture and stuff. I, I'm at a loss most of the time, so I just need to be in line. Well, That's you said you, you watched the show on FX. I know there was a Cato Kalen character in there. Yeah. Well, evidently, I didn't watch it hard enough because that uh, when you said that, I was I was seeing stars. I didn't. Uh, He'd have been I, your hero. I mean, he was your kind of guy, Cato. Kalen. Good hair. Yeah. I just know living on David- someone else's dime behind their house, <laughs> eating their food, drinking their booze. Living it up every night. He was, he, I mean, he was the original Ty Richardson. That does sound like me. Yeah. By the way, uh, Bad Chuck, haircut, you know. I thought Chuck, I thought Tommy was going to have an aneurysm when I drove him to the airport when he asked me how much parking was and I told him it was 60 bucks a 60 night. 60 a night. 60 a night, We spent more on parking your car than we did flying me there. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, but hey, that's where they get you. Now. Oh, uh, yeah. That's where they get you is on that parking. Whew. And you really don't have any choice. Nope. I mean, you don't have any choice. They got you. Cost of doing business. It was brutal. Well, we've been we've been kicking around some of the stuff that Sam Pittman said the last couple of days, Chuck. And uh, again, we he joined us in an individual meeting stuff with Arkansas on, I guess that would have been Wednesday, and then also did his big thing. What what stood out to you and what he was talking about on Wednesday? Well, I think when you look at Arkansas's contingent, and I include him and the players in this, um, I thought they looked comfortable in their own skin. You know, they were down there. They were at ease. Um, He was his usual self-deprecating self, and I thought he handled himself well. And um, really what stood out to me for Arkansas was, um, hey, K.J. looks like a grown man. I mean, Mm -hmm. he looks like a grown man. And, you know, he's he's older now. And to me, and I've said this before, the, the best part of what I've done over the years is being able to watch these guys grow up. And some of them get here when they're 18 and they don't have a clue. Um, Others have too much of a clue, but some of them have no clue at all. And then four or five years later, all of a sudden you look and, man, that's a grown guy. I mean, that's a grown man. And that was the thing really that I took away from all this is I thought our contingent from the head coach all the way down carried themselves well. That doesn't mean you're going to win every game, but it means that you look like you got a good football program and everybody's on the same page. And so that was maybe what, what, what stood out to me the most. Not two anything things, substantively that was sad, quite honestly. Yeah. Two things that I want to go off of that. One, you might have had the most star-studded group. I, I, don't, I don't know if any people know Landon Jackson, but KJ and Rocket, you had several people this week saying they're the best duo in the SEC, maybe in college football. Two, if you go back, when I was there last year in Atlanta, and KJ was a lot more just kind of happy to be there, smiling. He seemed more focused this year. And, I, and again, that comes on with the growth you were talking about. And there's nothing wrong with, again, being ha- happy to be there and smiling and, and feeling like under the bright lights and whatnot. But that was one of the things I noticed, particularly if you compare his presence last year in Atlanta to this year in Nashville. Well, he's been here a while. I mean, he's been here a while. He's a grown-up now. So that is the way he should act. And, and you know, again, it, it's 
it's striking to me anyway to watch these guys and see them when they're 18 and in kj's case i'm not sure how old he is now maybe 24 by now i don't know but he's uh he's uh he's he's been around for a while hey let's pause just for a second let me talk to you about weicker realtors the griffin company if you're buying or selling a home it's the name you need to remember it's really the only name you need to remember you can log on to weikergriffin.com and i can tell you when you partner with them and I can tell you this through experience as a buyer and a seller. You're going to partner with a trained professional. You're going to partner with someone who understands all the ins and outs of the business, what all the news that we read every day about the housing market actually means to us, uh, whether we're a seller or a buyer. Sometimes it means different things. And you need someone who understands all that, who can walk you through it, who can get you to the best position at the end of the day. Getting from contract to close. That's what they do best at Weicker Griffin, or Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. I'm sorry. Fayetteville, Springdale. They're in Bentonville, Fort Smith, Branson, and you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. Tony in uh, Hot Springs just texted in. I thought a great crazy. He's listening to our conversation about media days, and uh, he generally agrees that you know not a lot of substance and things that really matter go on there. And he's listening to you talk there, Chuck, about the how Arkansas was well represented and made us look like a serious program. His question, Tony's question is, were there any programs that didn't exemplify that persona, that didn't represent themselves well, that stood out to you? That's a good I'm question from honest. the Florida Daniel Hotline. I didn't, I didn't watch it closely enough, really, to answer that. Um, Jimbo took a lot of heat. and You know, Jimbo's a good coach. He, he's not really the best in front of the microphone, to be very honest with you. Um, I do not buy into the notion that Texas A&M's in disarray and that Jimbo and Petrino can't work together. I don't buy into that. I think that kind of became the narrative after he appeared the other day because maybe he didn't answer the questions as directly as people wanted. Um, but but I, just to be honest with you, um, you know, I, I didn't watch Kiffin that closely yesterday. I've seen some clips uh, you could tell he didn't want to be there, and uh, but that doesn't have anything to do with what's going to happen in the season. Um, he he probably could have presented himself a little bit better. He appeared pissed off to me about the NIL deal. I mean, and, and, I thought he was filibustering, and I thought the question about hey, do you do you want to rank the boosters in the in the league? It was it was a funny question, but it, it followed up nicely to what he'd been talking about. Hey. Boosters are just buying recruits now, which is what we've all said all along. The bigger ones will do it. And he essentially ended up answering the question by saying, just look at the recruiting rankings. Those that are at the top every year, well, those are the ones that are buying the players. I thought that was a, while it may not be completely true, I thought it was a, uh, you know, it was a moment of, of, well, of at I, least yeah. honesty from him, or at least from his perspective, it was honesty. Well, from his perspective. Yeah. I thought when he got off on the NIL, though, I thought he was just filibustering. So, I thought he was just killing time. Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McClarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McClarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McClarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, and our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Hey everybody, now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking to lose a little weight, get that lake body ready, that river body, whatever body you're trying to get going this summer, you can do that with Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast and it's quick and it's easy. Plus, no one has time to cook in the summer. We're off going on vacation. We're helping out with the kids. This, again, helps skip that trip to the grocery store, the prepping, the cleaning, all that in just one quick meal. It's fresh, it's never frozen, and it's ready in just two minutes. All you have to do is heat and eat. And again, this is awesome premium ready-to-eat meals. 34-plus options. Listen to some of these. Bruschetta shrimp risotto, green goddess chicken, grilled steakhouse filet mignon, and again, ready in just two minutes. So whether it's for lunch, you're just doing it on the go, or you're just trying to be calorie conscientious this summer, you can do it with Factor, plus 30 grams of protein each meal with each 
serving. Again, all these different flavor-packed options, keto, calorie-smart, vegan, veggie, whatever you're looking for, you can do it with Factor. Plus, there's about 45-plus add-ons as well, including breakfast items. Don't forget about that as well. 100% is what you're going to get with Factor. This July, take advantage and get order Factor two minutes, no less. Head to factormeals.com. Again, F-A-C-T-O-R meals.com and enter the code slash HTL50. Again, factormeals.com slash HTL50 and use that code HTL50 to get 50% off your order. Again, 50% off your order this July. That's again, HTL50. HTL50, 50% off your meal for factor and again that is august as well you're going to get in both july and august 50 percent off just use the code htl50 try factor today again factormeals.com slash htl50 bet online is your number one source for all your betting needs get the latest odds lines and matchup reports for baseball boxing golf and more bet online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action remember to use our promo code believe that's b-l-e-a-v for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. As we were just talking about quarterbacks in the last segment, and I thought Nick Saban said something interesting. So there's an ongoing battle right now between Ty Simpson, Jalen Milrow, and Buckner. For the kid, the kid that came over from Notre Dame. Of course, Tommy Reese was the OC at Notre Dame and is now the OC at Alabama. He referenced his grandma and uh, baking a cake back in the day. When asked about the quarterback situation, here is how he responded to what's going on in Tuscaloosa. Grandma Saban used to bake the best cakes in the world. And I used to stand by the oven when I was a kid and say, when's this cake going to be done? When's this cake going to be done? And she said, if I don't let it go through and take it out of the oven too soon, it's going to turn to mush, so it won't be a really good cake. So I think we got to let this sort of develop uh, and make sure we let the cake bake until somebody separates themselves. So Alabama, Texas A&M, and Auburn are the teams in the West that don't necessarily have proven quarterbacks. Wegman's the five-star kid that played a little bit last year that Petrino's trying to figure out. Auburn brought in Peyton Thorne, and then, of course, Alabama's got that battle going. Guys, how do you think he answered that question well i just think that's that's nothing i I mean you know he makes up a story about his grandmother and all the media (laughs) sit around and go oh man how how profound i mean uh he sees a world we don't see i mean come on yeah i mean he used a bacon the cake analogy you know yeah uh, Coach Saban, Ty Richardson, uh, Morning Rush, hit that line. Uh, did Grandma bake chocolate cakes or were those uh, vanilla cakes? What, could you expound on the type of cake and the frosting? I bet they tasted good. And, and, I, I, and I got a follow-up after your answer. Well, <laughs> so Arkansas, if we're, we're talking about quarterbacks being cakes, KJ's fully well, baked cake. You might need to add some frosting. You might need to add some sprinkles if you really want to top it all off. And the people in Starkville probably saying the same about Will Rogers. People in LSU probably saying the same about Jaden Daniels and I don't know if uh, Jackson Dart's necessarily fully baked he's he's mostly there but that is an advantage at least you have that LSU and Mississippi State do as well and what he's driving at is we're all and I understand it's media days and we're trying to write stories and have conversations and all these things that come out of this this four-day event but the reality is the answer isn't always right now the reality is he doesn't necessarily have the answer. Now, he knows more than the rest of us, but he may not know. And I don't think he does know exactly who he's starting. The answer isn't due today, but yet we want the answer today. And he's got to go through practice, and 
I think one one of the things that, that we rush to is to get to the final answer before we've really even asked the question. Well, there's no doubt. I mean, it goes back to, you know, trying to figure things out in July. I mean, that's one of the things that makes college football fun is we talk about it all year long. But, mm-hmm. you know, what we're talking about right now may or may not have anything to do with yeah. what happens later this year. I guess, based on what he said, that Grandma Saban, is the one who coined the term the process. Yes. What he should have said, if he really wanted to cap the story off, which may or may not be true, he would have closed with Grandma Saban turned to me and said, you have to let the process work out. <laughs> and uh, that, that way you could have had a three days worth of oh. stories about how Grandma Saban was actually the one who coined the term the process. I mean, it had to be a 30 for 30 on that. Oh, uh, absolutely. So I don't know if we SEC got the... SEC story. Exactly. You know, Grandma Saban's homemade vanilla cakes or something. But he went on. I don't know if we have the clip tie um, pulled up and ready to, to roll. But he spent a, a lot of time talking about, um, you know, Every season being different, and it's really like starting a new job every year. Chuck, you talk about this all the time, that last year's got really nothing to do with this year. But yet we want to fold all of that in and decide in July or August, particularly what's going to happen this year based on last year. We put way too much value on what happens a year ago. You got the greatest college football coach in our lifetime and maybe of all time telling you, hey, it's just like starting a new job every year. Well, I joke about Saban, but he's right a lot more than he's wrong. That's for sure. And he is right about this. And that is, you know, what spring practice is for. It's what August is for. And, you know, we talk a lot about one of the phrases that fans use a lot. Well, if they had to play today, we had to play a game today. I'm telling you, based on what I see today, we're not going to win seven games. It was like the 10th of August. Yeah. I mean, today. no, you're no, you're not going to see the finished product that day. And if you had to play that day, probably wouldn't be very good. And neither would anybody else. You know, the idea that you're going to be the finished product right off the bat, based on, you know, what's happened the last couple of years in college football, there are only two or three finished products out there. And it sure looked like there was only one at the end of last season. So, yes, there are plenty of questions that are left to be answered, and you do have to let the season play out. You just think about the twists and turns once the season starts. You know, once it starts, all the twists and turns that a season's going to take, you know, you can plug lots of numbers in, and most of the time you'll end up being wrong because, hey, these are guys that are are young kids, and seasons have lives of their own, and we're going to enter one here in a few weeks. Yeah. Join us on the uh, McClarty Daniel Hotline. You got thoughts on this conversation or the Alabama quarterback situation? Call or text at 877 377 6963. That's where Charlie and Camden is. Charlie, welcome in. Hey, you guys actually hear me? Am I good? Perfectly, Charlie. You, got- you sound great. Well, thanks, Chuck. I, that, that means a lot coming from you. Well, Sorry, you sound you. a little tired over there. Have you had I'm a dragging. Long week? Yeah, I'm dragging. Uh, uh, I'll be, I'll be honest. Do karaoke nights. I mean, Tommy said he was going to do his best to try to keep you out of trouble. He told me that on halftime. Well, he failed. I he just... failed miserably. <laughs> well, I feel like I was joined into this comedy session here a little bit, but I, I do want to mention something uh, Sam talked about. Uh, you know, when we're talking about this tackle position, he was asked about it. You know, obviously, I think they feel really good about Kutas at right tackle. That left tackle spot, though, he threw out about three names right there. So when we're going into camp, uh, guys, I don't remember who opened um, starting that group in spring, but is there is there really a clear-cut favorite right there right now? Because I don't know if there is. I think this is a maybe three or four-way kind of comp- – maybe two yeah. or three guys in there battling for that spot. Do you got, Who do you guys think – I mean – comes out of that pile, I guess it's kind of what you guys are talking about. We don't really yeah. know, but who, who who's kind of the guy that you think will come out and win that left tackle job? Anyways, Thank, I'll hang up with you. Y'all thanks, Charlie. Yeah. So it's a Marion. It's what y'all help me on this. Marion Harris, Tykees Crawford. Who's the third one that well, you he's got, referenced? If he's talking about the left side, well, probably the left Devin side, you're talking about Devin Manuel yeah, and okay. Chambly have. Uh, uh, they were generally running one and two during the spring. Now, you know, it looks like they're set on the right side. And they may be set at every spot except left tackle. Um, 
but they've also got you know they got and they've done this for several years now they cross train they mix and match and Mm -hmm. there may be somebody that they move over there um i'd love to see one of those two guys win it i'll tell you devin Manuel passes the eye test this guy's six seven and he looks like a beast and chamblee's a guy that they they've thought from the beginning he's kind of like kudas over on the right side they they thought thought from the beginning that uh, he could be a player and those guys i mean there's there's going to be real competition there and i think that's a real key for this team going into august and i think it's one of the reasons that um they'll perhaps be be a little bit harder if you want to use that term as a football team chiseled might be the better way to put it i think competition's going to uh, going to make them better in august and i think they're going to have it at a lot of spots i mean a lot of spots the three guys that were at media days are pretty solid yep and there's a few others but just a few that are solid so you're gonna have some you're gonna have some real competition and i think that's good that, that that's what breeds a good team yeah you bring up a marion harris he's he's at that right guard spot and that's the one area i'm, I'm interested to see what kind of develops in practice and if we get to see much because was it josh braun is kind of I think braun's be, gonna be the guy yeah there. i think braun's gonna be the guy now here's my question um at right tackle right. if kudas wins that job you know, do you leave Tykees Crawford there? Is he his backup? Do you do you move Harris? You know, can you move Crawford over to the left side if it's not working out over there at tackle? I don't know the answer to that. I mean, if you don't win the job at right tackle, can you win it at left? I don't know. Yeah, I I, I think that. But the 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 good part in all that is is there are some candidates there. They're guys who've played by and large. When you talk about Crawford particularly, he's a guy who is who has played. And it's time for a Marion Harris to play. It's time for him to be a player. And and maybe it's that way for Devin Manuel too. But um, no doubt about it. That's a key spot and, and um, but I like the way they've cross trained over the years and I think that gives them a better well, chance this year. Who uh, Lyman number six, seven and eight are maybe invaluable to, to a winning season. I mean we, we think about the starters, but if we played that whole clip of Saban with the quarterbacks, he went into depth and about developing depth and how that's the key to it. I mean, it's no different in this conversation. Who Lyman 6, 7, and 8 are are going to be extremely valuable before it's all over with. Well, I think it's developing depth on the lines of scrimmage. Both sides probably, you know, it's more important to develop depth there, in my opinion, than, than, than any other spot. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's a game of attrition. And that's 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 where you tend to lose a lot yeah. of people. Yeah, and a backup center is. Uh, I mean, we've seen problems with snaps before. When your center goes down, someone that can reliably snap the ball is invaluable as well. So coaches like to have fun sometimes with the media, which is exactly what Lane Kiffin did yesterday. There was a guy that asked him this question. Listen to his response. I actually get mistaken for you a lot. I go to high school football games a lot. And they'll actually call me Lane Kiffin. I just want to know what your thought is, if you think I actually look like you or they're just seeing things. That's the strangest question. <laughs> What's your mom's name? <laughs> uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Probably. I gotta ask my dad some questions now. Line of the week. I would just embrace it and be like, you probably get like free drinks at places and stuff. What's your wow? That's a good line. Well delivered. He uh, it was pretty quick. He it didn't take him long to come up with that retort to that. Uh, and then the media member is not younger, so you never know. What's um, your but mom's name? That's awesome. He was. He had some fun. You gotta be quick on your feet, man. You gotta be yeah. quick on your feet. So. He uh, he got asked about that, and then he was also asked about he he he, he was joking about that. He he was very serious though when asked about nil. Here's how he described the the portal nil compared to other sports. What if you had that in other sports? Tom Brady, Asia Wilson, Lionel Messi, LeBron James. What if every year those guys can opt into free agency twice a year, really, and they got no long term contracts? Basically, everybody's not even on a one-month contract because they can leave in two windows. He's talking about, again, the spring transfer portal cycle and the other one as well. And so, again, having to balance that as the head coach is – I think every head coach was asked and gave their feelings about the portal slash NIL because they're really, again, combined it, attached it to hip. He didn't say anything yesterday, though, that lots of people hadn't said. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason I thought he was filibustering. Um, To me – Look, I don't disagree with what he said. 
But at this point, what he said has been said a thousand times. So, you know, to me, it just didn't mean all that much when he said it. Yeah, he's right. But here's the deal, guys. Um, if anyone thinks there's going to be some magic wand solution that, frankly, there are people out there smart enough to wave a magic wand over this and get the NIL and the portal all in line the way they'd like it to be, that is a pipe dream. And this idea that we can just sit around and gripe about it and make it go away, silly. It's here to stay. I liked what Sam Pittman said. We're going to embrace it. Because here's the deal. I know Sam Pittman's old school. I know he hates this. But you know what? If you don't embrace it, somebody else is going to, and they're going to beat you. And you're going to get fired. And you're going to sit around in your chair griping about how the NIL and the transfer portal ruined the game. You know, things change. And you better change with it. So, yeah, principally, I agree with everything you said. I agree with everything you said. But he knows, and we all know, that it's not going away. Back to the McClarty Daniel hotline. The mouth is in Stuttgart. Brent, welcome in, man. What is going on, Ty, Tommy, and Chuck? Brent. I, I couldn't agree more with what you were uh, talking about just before I got on about the NIL and how how things are. I mean, you got to embrace it or 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 you're going to be left behind. Does that does that make any sense to you? And Makes for, all the uh, sense. Makes all the sense in the world, Brent. And for Lane Kippen to come out and say he's against it, okay, well, look at he's, – he's been one of the best at using it for his advantage. So let's don't get saying after you've been using it for a couple of years, the transfer portal and the NIL to say – Oh, I don't like it. Well, seems like you've been using it pretty good. In my well, opinion. let's let's not forget Lane Kiffin bolted Knoxville in the middle of the night for Southern Cal. Ding, 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 ding. After yep. one year, I mean, you know, yeah, players are doing it. And yeah, it's no fun for fans, but it's no fun to watch coaches do it either. And they'll do it more. They'll do it. And more they'll do it at the drop they'll do of it a more hat. because collectives at other schools will be larger, and that's exactly what will be more important than salary to coaches is how big is my collective, how big is my NIL budget. They'll, they'll do it more as we move through this NIL world. I could, I could not agree more. And, uh, hey, Tommy and Ty, I'm going to be in Fort Smith uh, Tuesday. Uh, I'm going to call back and get the address from Christian and drop by, drop by the station to meet you guys. Well, you let us know when you're coming. We'll make sure we're here. Okay, I will. You know, Ty I takes off. He look. leaves at 9 o'clock and goes plays golf, and then we, we don't see him. So I have to make an appointment so Ty will be here, you know. Brent, I'll make some I'll, time for you, man. Uh, yeah. my, my time's valuable, but it's definitely it's definitely worth to see you. Hey, I'm looking – I mean, I mean this sincere. I'm looking forward to meeting you guys because, because y'all – Always, y'all are my number one go-to show in the morning. I'm just going to tell you. We appreciate that. That's kind you of let you us know when man. you're coming. We'll be here. All right. Thank you. Chuck, you have a great day now. All right, Brent. Be good, buddy. <laughs> well, Chuck, or Tommy, we got an appointment Tuesday morning. Yeah. I've got my calendar right here, so I'm going to go and jot that down. Uh, again, reacting to what we heard this weekend. I mean, Brent didn't say anything that was untrue there in terms of that. But, I mean, coaches don't have to like it to embrace it. It's kind of like how you framed yeah. it with Pittman there, Chuck. It's just yeah. part well, of I it. mean, look, uh, let's let's just be honest. I mean, it'll happen to you too, Ty. I mean, you'll look back one of these days and you'll think, man, I sure wish they did things the way they used to. <laughs> that was my comfort just, zone. Just comes with age, yeah. And, you know, all you know, but 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 that's not going to be reality. That's just not going to be how it is, and you're going to have to turn the page and move on. Buffalo Wild Wings just dropped two new sauces for a limited time to try in your traditional or boneless wings. Come into any participating Buffalo Wild Wings and try our new Buffalo Ranch or Honey Garlic Sauce. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and Jonesboro to try the new Buffalo Ranch or Honey Garlic Sauce. While supplies last, get yours today. Buffalo Wild Wings. It's Christmas in July. 
Give your family the gift of true comfort this summer with an HVAC system replacement from Pascal. No packages to unwrap, no batteries to buy, and no assembly required. Financing is available for as low as $99 a month and no money down with up to $2,000 in tax credits and savings. Don't wait for December. Get your holiday savings now. Schedule your free estimate today. GoPascal.com. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Sam Pivot was asked a bunch of stuff this week, and one of the things he did give an update on is the status of, of Quincy McAdoo. Here's what your head football coach said about the Clarendon native. Quincy is still uh, rehabbing. I think that there's a great chance that he'll get back to 100%. I just don't know how long that's going to be. Whether For me to say that he would have an opportunity to play this year would probably be premature on that. We're just hoping that he can come back and live a normal, full life. And if that happens to have football in it, then so be it. I think he's going to uh, be cleared a little bit more in, in maybe three three or four weeks, then we'll kind of go from there. I think that's the uh, first time, Tommy, that he's spoken more kind of extensive on Quincy McAdoo. And uh, we have have seen, so like Richard is reporting that he's still going to meetings and stuff, but that's the latest update from Sam Pippen. That last part I thought was telling, you know, just we want him to have a full productive life, which we all wish for everyone, but that that tells you football is not the priority. And uh, just getting him healthy and, you know, all the – all the no, no, normal motor functions, all that stuff. I mean, this is a pretty horrific car accident he went through. He's, he's, you know, as they say, lucky to be alive. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess if you're involved in a car accident, it's horrific, you know, regardless of how it turns out. And I'm sure it was, you know, a terrifying moment. And obviously there's, you know, there's some stuff that you know, he's dealing with right now physically from it. I don't know the status. And football is really important to him. I guarantee you football is really important to Quincy McAdoo. And, you know, you think about the possibility of having something like that taken away from you. It's just hard to imagine. Um, You know, it changes the course of your life, frankly. So, Mm -hmm. um, but it, you know, he also said in that same breath, he said he may be cleared a little bit more in three or four weeks. And he's still going to meetings. So, it's obvious he wants to play. And, um, yes, from an adult, big-picture perspective, being able to live a full, healthy life's the most important thing. But when you're 19 years old, most important thing's playing football again, I promise. And I would imagine that's his, that's his primary motivator. I'm just trying to get back. He's got youth on his side. And that always, well, that's right. And that's when, you're, right. when you're trying to heal up from anything, youth is, uh, is the key factor. No doubt about it, and um, but you know, but big picture, there's no question that being healthy and having an opportunity to live a full life when he's done with college is the most important thing. We also got a chance outside of Coach Pittman to listen to Rocket Sanders, KJ Jefferson, and Landon Jackson as well. Chuck Landon looks like a different guy from last time you probably see him, man. He's put on 40-plus pounds since that bowl game, and he's already 6'7", so, I mean, the frame was there, but he's added a lot of muscle. Apparently still the fastest he's ever been in 20-plus miles an hour is what he was saying. You know, when Pittman said that the other day, I, I will admit I, I, I hit pause and ran it back to make sure I was hearing that right because he was listed at 236 when they played in the Liberty Bowl. And I suspect that he might have been a little bit heavier than that, but not much. And in the spring media guide, he's listed at 270. And that was noticeable to me. And then Pittman said 280 the other day. Mm-hmm. And I did. I mean, I, I played it back to make sure I'd heard it right. That is a remarkable transformation. 
the key in all that is that you don't lose speed. Um, big and slow doesn't win. Big yeah. and fast is what wins. Yeah. And so, you know, particularly as an edge guy there, he he looks the part now. I mean, he really does. He looks like a guy that projects to play in the NFL. Yeah. Yep. Excited to see what he can do this year. That is going to do it for your hog update. It's brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call 888-8-SPARKY. All right, we got a big matchup in Wrigley this weekend as the St. Louis Cardinals are visiting the Chicago Cubs. Chuck, I know your eyes are, are going to be on that. I've got a buddy that's going to be in the, in town for that series this weekend. That is one of our three games that we've got for a Fence Man Friday pick. Sean, how are you doing this morning, man? How's everything going? Everything's going great. Can't ask for it to get any better. Yeah, we're getting some July rain in western Arkansas. You, you never complain when you work outdoors about July rain, do you? Uh, uh, you kidding me? When those guys <laughs> go dig, they're not digging in dry, hard concrete man. dirt. That stuff is – man, we could probably post-pound those fences in. Hey, you be better great. get some work done today. It's going to be a nice day for work today. Yeah. Well, they, you, those guys, sometimes they, ride, they run when it rains. I'm like, no, you don't run. You cab up in that truck and you wait. Oh, it's going to be cool, yeah. man. Yeah. It's going to get through. It's yeah. going to be cool the rest of the day. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go and get into it. Our Fence Man Friday Picks. Fence Man Friday Picks. Call the Fence Man for all kinds of fences, controlled access, and custom iron projects. 479-782-3936. The Fence Man. We ain't afraid of no work. All right, we'll start in Wrigley, where Christian Chicago Cubs are taking on Chuck's St. Louis Cardinals. Chuck, I'm going to go St. Louis in this one. I, I think they get it done in this series this week. Well, why don't you jump out on a limb there after they won game one yeah. last night? <laughs> well, I wasn't going uh, to include that. Nostradamus but. <laughs> there. Um, I'm going to go with St. Louis, too. They're hot right now. They won 9 of 11. I'm going to go with the Cardinals to win the series. I'll, I'll take the Cardinals as well. That's, I think that's easy pickings. Looks like what about we're all, you, Sean? Oh, we're all in the same boat. So let's row, row, all, row this thing down the road. All in the Cardinal boat. The Kansas City Royals are in Yankee Stadium this weekend, taking mm-hmm. on New York Yankees. Easy. The Royals haven't been very good, so I think picking pick the Yankees uh, is a, is a pretty easy pick in this series. So Go ahead, Sean. Well, do you do you pick because of the good team, or do you pick because you just? Don't like the Yankees. I think you. I think you. You pick because you might have some Royals customers. All right, there we go. So, so you guys know where I'm going to go. Yeah. Pick with my wallet. So Kansas City, Kansas for City, sure. all the way. I got to go with the Yankees. That's pretty easy. What you, I mean, the Royals are. I mean, I know we got Royals fans, and I mean, I I sort of pull <laughs> for them too. But my gosh, I mean, holy cow, they're bad. Yeah, they don't want to spend any money. All right, last game we got. We got Los Angeles taking on the Rangers in Globe Life. I'm going to take Texas in this one. Same here. Texas all the way. Tommy, go ahead, Chuck. Chuck. Did they play last night? Is this a three-game set? I'm that looking for I, an advantage here. That one no, I don't They didn't know. play last good. night. They didn't play last night. So they're playing tonight? Yes, in Globe Life. Globe Life field? Hang on. I'm looking at the pitching matchup. I'm going to make up some ground here. Go ahead, guys. Uh-huh. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We got Gonsolin tonight against Haney. I'm going with the Dodgers tonight on the road. Yep. I'm going to say L.A. wins the series I'm in with Globe Chuck. Life Field. I'm with Chuck. I'll take uh, the Dodgers. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry!
Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Later on today, probably about 10 o'clock or so, we're going to see the All-SEC selections come out. I I expect K.J. Jefferson to be named second-team All-SEC quarterback and Jane Daniels number one. K.J. was a little different this go-around at SEC meeting days. His first time was last year in Atlanta. This was his second time around. He wasn't as happy to be – not necessarily he wasn't happy to be there, but he just seemed more focused, seemed more intent, seemed more – Whatever. And one of the interesting answers that he gave that I heard not just up in the main room talking with halftime, talking with us, is he was disappointed and not playing all those games last year, and that was one of the reasons he came back to Fayetteville. I didn't get to play in some of the big SEC games due to injury, so I just wanted to come back and be able to give this state and my teammates another shot at being able to just go out there and help my teammates win and become successful. Guys, you think about the quarterbacks you lost to last year in those games, and Jaden Daniels for LSU, Will Rogers for Mississippi State, who we both think are probably the top three quarterbacks, not just in the SEC West, but maybe overall. You want to have healthy KJ for it this year, and KJ definitely wants to be able to give his team the best chance to win by just being on the field. Well, you're right. I mean, you know, you need him out there. Um, you know, I don't know that there's any simple solution to that. You got to let him be himself. You got to let him do what he does best. And sometimes that's when everything breaks down. By the same token, um, I look at what Dan Enos did with Hertz when he was at Alabama. Um, you know, at the beginning, it was basically the quarterback power. And over the course of his time with Enos, I mean, he, he really became a full fledged quarterback. And I think there are still a few things KJ needs to do before. He's the kind of guy that the pros are going to look at and say that's a full-fledged quarterback. And Enos has a track record of doing that. And a lot of those things are going to involve perhaps him doing some things that we've not seen him do before. Uh, Maybe not be as involved in the running game. I don't know. Um, But I do know this, that if there's a big play to be made and it's third and six, you know, I want K.J. to be in total command. And if – that involves him running the football. I want him to run the football. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, you've, you've got to win games. So there's a delicate balance to strike there. But um, I think that's going to be a good marriage. Tommy, the, what you asked him on Wednesday is something you preached about the last week or so. Is the most important number is 12. 12 yeah. regular season games. And you were like, that's Twelve starts. to me. Yeah. yeah that yeah. he plays in not just, not just the majority of the game, but all the game. Because yep. he's been injured even during the course of – games like in 2021 against Texas A&M and I thought he gave you kind of a unique answer he talked about lifting weights he's been working out more preparing his body now I lift weights yeah I mean now will that will that keep you from getting injured perhaps Mm -hmm. but but I, I I do contend because I look at four games decided by nine points I think often about that LSU game and what it might have been and what the outcome might have been had KJ played in that game, and he he referenced that game that it hurt not to play in that game, and he you heard him there in the the open talk about that. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you do necessarily in the off season, Chuck, to prepare to to not get injured, but I think that's still the most important thing that happens this year is he starts twelve games. Well, I don't disagree. Keeping KJ healthy is the most important thing. Now, whether or not he's got to start twelve, I mean. Clearly, that'd be optimum, no doubt about that. I hope he does. I mean, they'd be fortunate to have it work out that way. I don't want to make it sound like the onus is on KJ, though, not to get hurt. I mean, uh, you know, injuries happen in football. And the same time, you know, the same play where you may get hurt may also be a you know, same type play maybe where you pick up a first down on third and six in a game you end up driving down to win the game. So there's some give and take there. But there's no question keeping him healthy is paramount. And upright. I mean, we were talking about the offensive line earlier, questions about the left tackle position, which outside of center might be the most important offensive lineman because you're protecting a right-handed quarterback's blind side. I mean, you can't have them taking extra hits. I, I'm under the impression that he's not going to run as much. Maybe that's an inaccurate impression, but I think, I mean, again, less runs in, not to say that he's not going to break away those pockets and get out like you were talking about, but I think that you're going to see a lot more just runs from Rocket, 
AJ, Rashad, maybe in August, Dave, when they and Dominique when they're in there as well. Well, if if things go the way you want them to, that may very well be true. Um, there may be times when he has to run, and mm-hmm. I think that's what you want to minimize. You want to minimize the times when he has to run for his life. That's when you get hurt. Um, you know, look, there are going to be plays where you just need him to lower his shoulder and all those weights he lifts, man, they got to come into play right then at that mm-hmm. moment because you got to have that first down. That is going to happen. But you don't want him to have to run. You know, you want to run when you want to with him. And if you're able to have command of your offense and do what you want to do, you know, that's probably ideal. But we'll have to see how all that plays out. And you mentioned the running backs there, Ty. I mean, Sam Pittman pointed this out, and I hadn't thought about it until he mentioned it. They brought somebody in out of the portal in, in one of the two uh, periods at every position group except running back. So, oh, wow. you know, that, that's the one area of the team they, they, are, they are deep. And if you said, what's the deepest – place on the team i think all of us would say running back room but the personnel they already had on hand is really good they really like him they really trust him so beyond rocket you mentioned aj and you went through the list of you know of all the guys and some of them got to get a little healthier before the season gets here but i feel good about you know where they're at with running backs and their ability to to stay fresh there well it's the one position group you have on the football team that stacks up against maybe every other sec quality including georgia including lsu in fact it's probably better than lsu than what they have at the running back room right now alabama's got some some good talent there but that's the one position group if you look at anything else on arkansas's roster that you say that is sec depth now you've got sec players sprinkled throughout every position group but in ter- it's just not the same in terms of depth overall well, and you know, you need all that depth at that spot, as we've seen in the past. You know, we're talking about KJ playing 12 games. Hope he can. Sure hope these other guys can, too. Be nice to have Rocket out there 12 times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's some depth in that room. There's no doubt about that. And and my suspicion is they'll need every one of them before it's over. You know, Phil asked something. I, I thought Phil asked Rocket the best question he got all week on Wednesday on halftime. Rocket, of course, played a lot of wide receiver at Rockledge in high school. And he didn't practice. They had some injuries. And coach shifted him to running back. And the story's now set where he's a first-team guy and an All-American potentially. The high school hits that he didn't take. And, you, of course, you take hits at wide receiver. But um, that was something that Phil brought up that Rocket kind of alluded to that's that's helped him, he thinks, in terms of his body. Because he wasn't getting hit, basically, at a consistent basis, ninth through 12th grade at the running back position. And... Now he feels like his body's a little better off because of that. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. And, you know, Arkansas is a physical team in practice. Mm-hmm. So that that adds to that. Yeah, he's he's toughened up. I mean, he's a he's a he's the full-blown deal now. And he has been. You know, he has been. Uh, he's gotten a lot of yards after contact. Mm-hmm. And his, uh, um, he's, a, he, he's a running back for good now. He's so a, he's a mature young man. I mean, nothing will make you grow up faster than being a dad. And you know, that's one thing we talked to Rocket about on Wednesday. Is you know, he's he's got a young son, and um, it, it, I think that hones your. And you say, well, how does that play into football? Well, I think that that makes you more disciplined in the weight room. It makes you more disciplined and diligent in the meeting rooms. You you follow through on your tasks and stuff. So I think I think you're going to see a mature player that that a more mature player than what we've already seen with Rocket. Well, and I'll go back to what we talked about a little bit earlier this morning. I, I just thought Arkansas's group carried themselves well. They carried themselves like a seasoned group of players and uh, just staff, coaches, everybody, um, like they'd been there before. And so, you know, again, that, that may or may not mean anything when the season begins. But um, there was a quiet confidence there. You know, they didn't do a lot of yapping. Um, they they said what they needed to say in as entertaining a fashion as they could and got on the plane, came back home because they're all smart enough to know. They've been through this enough to know now that what happens later is going to be what matters most. Yeah, and I would hope there wouldn't be a lot of yapping after a 6-6 six and six regular no. season. It's probably, it's probably good. Now, uh, Tommy, you were down there with me. I mean, smart, saving, high pole probably got the most attention of the coaches, but the player that got the most people surrounding him, walking him by, was – K.J. Jefferson, probably Jaden Daniels. I mean, those are, again, two guys we've been talking about this week. K.J. popped on SportsCenter on Wednesday. So they – I mean, Arkansas got a lot of a lot of FaceTime this week, and they went on a couple different national radios – or not national, but 
local radio stations in Atlanta, Nashville, and some bigger markets. So there was a lot of eyes on Arkansas, not just Wednesday, but this week leading up to it as well. Well, I think KJ's just developed a little style. I think Jaden Daniels has a little style too. That comes with maturity, comes with age and confidence. KJ's had the substance. Um, he's got a little style to go with it now. That's attractive to people, particularly media people. So um, I'm I'm not surprised by that. You know, they they just didn't act like they were surprised to be there. I mean, they expected. I mean, these, those two they players. They were cool. They were a couple yeah, cool cats. Yeah, they just they cool you know, they knew what they were getting into, particularly KJ and. You know, they weren't surprised they were selected by the coach to, to be there. You know? Tell me what KJ told us. He said, I, I left the drip for Rock and Landon. He said he was <laughs> like, I, I was dressing easy because we know, he, uh, again, he likes to likes to dress out a little bit. No, but the guys look good. And, again, I, I said this about Landon earlier, but, I mean, Rockets, from what he was, and Rocket already looked like a college football player as a freshman when he came in. I was amazed. I was like, golly, 6'2", he just looks like a stud. He's built himself up anymore. And, I mean, I, I, we're sitting next to people. It's like, man, KJ just looks like a beast, and I'm to tackle him. So that's just the physical presence those guys have. The get off the bus guys that we refer to sometimes. Arkansas wheeled three of those guys out on Wednesday. Well, you know, Coach Pittman said during this, we've had our hardest summer since we've been here. It's been the most we put on these guys in the summer since we've been here. So if that's true. We'll see some different physical appearances, not just in the stars that we pay attention to and we've seen so far, but we'll see some different physical appearances in a lot of guys. And that's why they did what they did immediately after the Missouri game. That's why they did what they did. Mm-hmm. They made a change there and they made a recommitment in that area. So I'm not surprised that that's how this summer went. And so I'm not going to be surprised to see some different bodies when August starts. And and I've said before, to me, that's the key to the whole thing, man. You've got to go back to the chiseled mindset you had two years ago. That's the difference in nine points in four games and seven in three. Uh, seven points in three games. That's the difference. And that's why they made the change yeah. that they made. And if it's successful, if it's successful, I don't think we're going to be talking about a six and six year. Yeah. That's that one extra first down you had to have. That's the... That's the four or five plays we talk about in the game that, that determine the winner. Um, it's the mental toughness. I mean, all you guys, all of us have been on a treadmill at some point in our life. It's been a little longer for some of us than others. But, you know, the mental aspect of wanting to quit is the hardest part about, about running a lot of times and about exercising. You want to quit, and that's what summers do. I think it builds mental toughness as much as physical strength. Well, it does. But I also would contend that the place where Arkansas got beat on in the really critical plays, short yardage plays, and those games that were decided by one possession, I don't think that's a lack of want to. I think they got out physical. I think they got whipped. That's why they made the change. Everybody wants to be good. When it's third and two, man, you're there. I mean, you're there mentally when it's third and two. But I just think they got whipped, and, we, and that's the change that they, or that's 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 the problem that they addressed with change. Yeah, and you're, the change you're talking about is strength and conditioning staff. Absolutely, that's the just, just to clarify if anyone's wondering what you're talking about. Ben Souders comes in yeah. from Louisville, replacing Jamil Walker, and I know we reference Landon Jackson's growth and strength and adding 40 plus pounds, but um, kind of like Chuck was referring to, there'll be other guys that I think you do that, and the, the players, Rocket said it, KJ said they were all very complimentary and. You typically hear that about your strength and conditioning, Coach, but it's nice to see it on display with those guys and just what they've, what they look like, what their, what their bodies look like at this point. Thing. You remember last year what we were talking about? Man, KJ is KJ a little overweight. I mean, I, I've never heard a fan base more focused on a guy's weight in the history that I've been doing this, which is of course not that long. But uh, I was just amazed at how Arkansas fans were like trying to every week figure out how much KJ weighed. I don't I haven't heard any of them talk about that to this point, which I don't know if that's a good sign or not. He looks good. Yeah, from what I saw, I mean I, I just kinda saw from television, you guys were there first hand. He looked good in a suit. Yes, I he mean did. That, uh, that 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 button looked okay. You know, it wasn't look like he was bursting at the seams <laughs> no. or anything like that. So um, he looks all right to me. No, oh, he, he he looked he he did not look like he had a weight issue uh, at all. Uh, I from, think he'll be fine. He passed the area. eye test. Tommy, yeah. you're going through you're going through one of Souter's training sessions, right? You you volunteered for that. <laughs> 
I, I would love to have that chance. It'd probably be more than I wanted, though. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, you don't want to bite off more than you can chew yeah. on that. So we've got to hear from every SEC coach this week. I know that Deion Sanders, unfortunately, missed Pac-12 media days because he's undergoing a medical procedures. But, guys, if I told you I need you to name your three favorite coaches in the worst, what would those be? I'll go first. Pittman, of course, I thought he was funny. Anytime that you hear multiple laughs for the media room, coaches is at least doing that right. I like Lane Kiffin. I would stay in tune. I, I, I thought that he was good, and he mentioned some stuff that I agreed with. Then I, I always pay attention to Nick Saban. It drives me nuts that Alabama is what they are, and they're a Titan and a juggernaut. But Nick Saban, the worst was Billy Napier. And the honorable mention to me was Hugh Freeze. I thought Hugh Freeze had a good performance this week. Hugh Freeze is like an evangelist when yes. he gets up there. Yeah, look out for your wallet. He, he, he was trying He's to uh, quote, he after was after quoting him. scripture at one point up there. You oh, know, which I, made me want to puke. But uh, I've heard him. Yeah, he's a good football coach. Yeah. He'll do a good job there. They're yeah. not going to be great this year, but he'll do a good job there. Yeah, I'd agree with your three. I might throw Kirby in there. I think I, I think Kirby is like Saban. He just he's a little more colorful. He's he's a little more lively at the mic, right. but um, he's been trained by the best. You know, Kirby Smart was glad to get on that plane and get out of there. You know, after all those questions about that off the field stuff, man, you know that when he got on that elevator and it was over and he knew he yeah. was getting in that big Tahoe and going out to the airport, man, you know he was glad to be out of there. In the main room, he wasn't. I, I think he only got one or two questions in the big room about it. I, I didn't think they grilled him the way I really thought he'd get, you know, grilled a little bit more on that subject matter. Fanboys. Well. Pat Forty was the one to ask the question from Sports Illustrated. Well, it, Pat, was, it was about eight questions in. Usually Pat's pretty on his point, but he has the dumbest question of the week when he was asked about fines. Like, this is a guy that has had a pretty good reputation with the end. But they announced the fines for rushing the field like a month or two ago publicly. They sent out emails to everyone, and then he re-asked it at Media Days to Sankey. And he was like, well, he Well, kinda- but the one thing that came out of that, that and maybe I missed it, if – if you're involved as the visiting team and they rush the field, you get the money. <laughs> now that, that part, I maybe I'd missed it when it came out, but that was that was a uh, a new a new piece of a, a new wrinkle. nugget. So if Arkansas is somewhere, which you know, it, 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 all this means is that Georgia and Alabama are going to get the money. That's <laughs> what it means because you don't rush the field against anyone other than Georgia and Bama right now. Let me throw a conspiracy theory out there for you, Ty. I know you're one of those people that thinks Alabama's going to falter some this year. Are they doing this to avoid all the field rushing that's going to go on this year when Alabama loses those three or four games? 100% burn and save and Every time they've lost on the road for 10 years, the field's been rushed. Is this a preemptive strike? Burn's been complaining. Are they protecting Yeah, they're protecting Alabama. They always do in Birmingham. Every time. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.